Welcome to episode three of Lockdown Lore. Today's storyteller is Dan Tovey, and he is an English teacher living in Dorset in the south of England, and he is a regular teller at the Heads and Tails Storytelling Club, which meets once a month in Ringwood um, in the south of England. Now, Dan was born in the early 90s, and he grew up playing Pokemon and watching Studio Ghibli. When he got a bit older and spent a summer traveling around Japan with his friend, who is also called Dan, he saw something which looked weirdly like a Pokemon outside of a Shinto temple. And then that evening, when they ate in a restaurant with a massive testicled Tanuki statue outside that looked suspiciously like the creatures from Pompoko, Dan realized what a great source of lore these things he'd enjoyed in his childhood had been. So he got his friend Dan to crudely interpret the kanji for him at as many shrines as he could, And of course, Dan's interest in Japanese folklore began to grow. When Dan realized what a great classroom management tool being able to tell stories from his head was, he decided to become a folk storyteller. He's been telling stories for the past two years, and he mostly specializes in Japanese tales. And he is currently, very interestingly, working on a collection of tales, all based around the folds of an origami crane. Now, without further ado, please enjoy the Japanese tale Kosudate Ame, as told by Dan Tovi. The sweet shop had been closed for many hours, and its owner was sat in the back. He'd eaten his meal for the evening and was just waiting for the candle to burn down so that he could get himself into bed when he heard a rapping at the door. We're closed, he called out. But that rapping continued. We're closed, I said, he called out once more. But still, that, that just gentle knocking continued to sound. And, well, he assumed that whoever it was hadn't heard him through the partition. So he came out from his quarters at the back of the shop and he he let himself into the shop itself and he walked across and he opened the door and he was ready to say once more that they were closed. But he was a little surprised by what he saw. It was a, a young woman greeted him there at the door and she was wearing a white kimono and it appeared to be sashed backwards, for it was tied in the opposite way to that in which most women of the time tied their kimonos. And her skin... She was not an unattractive woman at all. In fact, she was really quite pretty, but he wasn't sure how to describe it. That There was a sallowness to her skin. It wasn't powder makeup at all, but... There was a whitish greyness to her face and her eyes were hollow and sad. He began to speak to explain that they were closed. The sweet shop had shut up for the night, but something about her manner made him stop himself partway through. She looked so pitiful that he felt he couldn't help but want to help her. What was it you wanted? he asked. 
Well, the woman stayed very quiet, but she reached her arm forwards, and he saw now that she had in her hands between her thumb and forefinger one sen coin. What could I get for this? she asked, her voice barely more than a whisper. Well, uh, the shopkeeper racked his brains, trying to think of something that could be bought for such a small amount. But an idea did come to him, and he went behind the counter, and he reached into one of the jars, and he pulled out a small, little cracked, uneven piece of candy, a piece of cosa date ame. He went over to the woman and placed it in her hand and took the one sen coin. She whispered her thanks, and then off she went. And that was it for the night. He, he locked up. He went back into his quarters and found that the candle had burned down, so he got himself into bed and he lay in the bed for a while, perhaps expecting to hear some other sound, but none came. And he soon drifted off. Well, the next night, after he'd finished his meal and he was just waiting once more for his candle to burn down, he heard that same rapping at the door. He didn't bother to call out we're closed this time. He let himself into the shop, he slid open the door and there she was again, that woman in her white kimono that was tied backwards. Once more she held out a one sen piece. One more please, she whispered. Well he went and got another piece of that cracked candy and and gave it to her and he took the money and off she went. This continued for a number of nights. Six nights in a row, including those first two, he took a one sen coin and gave her a small piece of candy. And by the seventh night, he didn't even bother shutting up his shop properly. He sat behind the counter, a candle burning, reading a book, and sure enough, that rapping at the door came once more. Well, this time when he opened it, The woman didn't hold out a hand. I'm very sorry, she whispered. I've no more money, but I wish for just one more piece of candy, please. The shop owner was not an unreasonable man, and he did not see that there'd be any problem in giving her one small free piece of Cosa Dateame. So he went behind the counter once more, and he took out a small crack uneven piece of the sweet and he went back to the woman and just as he placed it into her palm he felt the need to ask her a question just what is it that brings you here night after night for that one piece of candy well the woman said nothing but she took a step backwards and he felt that she was beckoning for him to follow her she began walking down the road and the shopkeeper came out and locked the door behind him and he followed her. Now the woman took him on a a winding path through the residential streets until eventually they came out of the residential area and into a forest. He followed her through the forest thinking that perhaps she lived in one of the, the slum shacks on the edge of the area but no for they kept walking past this And they walked until they reached a temple. And she slowed down at the temple and came into a graveyard. 
Now he thought to himself that perhaps she might have lived at one of the villages that lay a few miles or so past the graveyard. It seemed strange to him that she walked all that way every night just to get to his shop. But then the woman came to a stop, just at the foot of one of the graves. And she held up that piece of Cosadateame like a tribute. And she began to lower herself onto her knees. Now it looked as if she was going to place the piece of candy on the grave. But as her hands and the sweet itself came level with the dirt, they didn't seem to stop. It was as though her fingertips broke through the dirt itself, but the ground remained undisturbed. And then not just the fingertips broke through the dirt, but the hand and the arm. Now, at this, the shopkeeper had to screw his eyes up and and rub them, for he thought it must be a trick of the light. But by the time he'd finished doing that, there was no one there. Now, he didn't have time to be disturbed by that, because he began to hear a noise. It was the crying of a child, a newborn baby. Now, it sounded at first to him as though it were coming from some muffled point in the distance, but as he took a step forwards, he realised that the sound wasn't coming from the distance at all. It, It was coming from the very ground beneath his feet. Now, he drew his ear down to the ground and he could hear it below him, muffled by the dirt, but certainly louder than it had been before. A strange feeling swept over him and he began to claw away at the dirt of the grave and he tugged and tugged at the earth until his fingernails were black and filled with dirt. Eventually, he broke through to the coffin below. Inside it was a woman quite a beautiful woman, although her skin was sallow and her eyes were hollow, and she wore a white funereal kimono that was tied backwards. Her right hand was open and the palm was empty. There were no sen coins to pay the ferryman for her journey across the river Sanzu the sound was coming from her lap, for sat in this dead woman's lap was a baby, a living baby, the umbilical cord still attached, and it held in its hands and it sucked in its mouth on a small piece of Corsa Date Ame. <laughs>